Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can be seated this evening. Amen. Praise God. Well, tonight we have a special service tonight. Um, we have a very dear friend that is coming, uh, has uh, come tonight, and he's going to minister to you. And you, Many of you may know him. Uh, he has ministered here several times. Uh, his name is Pastor Philemon Wachera. And uh, you know what? This is a guy that uh, I greatly admire. Um, he is an awesome pastor. He is a great man of God. Currently, he's in Flagstaff right now, pastoring a church called Presence Community Church and doing a great job there. He is also the overseer of a work, a harvest center in Nairobi, Kenya with uh, multiple churches and doing a great work there. And so I'm going to invite him to come and to uh, just share with us what God has put on his heart. Um, it is always a great time to be with Philemon. Amen. Amen. Give him a hand. Hallelujah. Thank you. You know, one of the things that I love about Philemon is I love his sense of humor. He, he thinks I'm the funniest dude on the planet. And so, so it, yeah, no, it's, it's cool because nobody gets my jokes. But Philemon laughs, laughs at every one of them. And so it always makes me feel very special. Now, his wife told me earlier today that he's really laughing at me, not with me. But I don't care. I'm, I, you know what? I like the attention either way. It doesn't matter. Um, you know what? Let's give Philemon one more hand. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, good evening. <laughs> Man, what a joy. What a joy it is to be here. It's wonderful to be in an excited congregation. Can somebody say amen out there? Come on, let's give the Lord a good hand clap. Amen. 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 It's, uh, it's always good to be among friends, and I, I can admit that man, when I come down to Kingman and I meet uh, uh, Pastor John and Alex, man, I laugh a whole lot. And how many of you know that we need laughter, right? <laughs> Amen. I'm just so excited, so happy that uh, my wife is here with me. And uh, Jane, if you could just wave back there. It's uh, just such a blessing that, uh, yeah, she's able to uh, travel with me. She's been training as a nurse, and most of the time she's been so busy in school. And so I'm so thankful that I get to get some time to, uh, you know, to uh, have her with me, which is, which is a real blessing. Amen. Uh, uh, the other thing that I want to thank God for is uh, just the friendship and the connection that uh, the Lord has given us. And I just want to say that, yeah, you know, Pastor John and uh, Kathy are just, uh, you guys already know, but uh, Jen and I really so appreciate, uh, you know, their friendship and just their hearts, um, not just for the ministry, but for others. And so... I'm just so thankful that the Lord has given you a pastor and a leader that not only loves Jesus, but loves people. And I uh, know how much they love this congregation, and uh, just uh, his wisdom uh, has been such a blessing and, and uh, such a help to me. And I tell you what, you know, my wife and I are grateful that uh, in the so many things we've gone through, they've always got our back. And so, so thankful for that. Amen. So let's go ahead and thank the Lord for uh, Pastor John and, uh, and Kathy and, of course, Alex and Cindy. So, such a wonderful blessing for the connections that uh, the Lord uh, has, uh, has given us here. Amen. So I have a, a word that I want to share with you this evening that the Lord uh, put in my heart. Really just recently I was doing my devotional 
And I shared just a little thought of this with, uh, with, with our fellowship up in Flags, and we'll have a men's meeting. God really laid this heavily on my heart, and I want to share it with you as I was praying. I just felt that perhaps tonight it would be a word in season uh, for this congregation. How many of you know that the world has gone and are going through uh, the world is going through a time of being exhausted. Any of you here can say, man, I feel exhausted, right? <laughs> I know about that. I, I uh, Boy, 2020, when we prayed 2019 and, you know, great words, great prophecies, then 2020 started and it felt like everything was going fine. Then March hit and suddenly everything came to a halt and it was just like all of us came to a standstill and it's been quite a time. But being exhausted is something that we all feel, whether it's uh, before pandemic, during pandemic, that just exacerbated the thing. Uh, and even right now, people are still fighting. I mean, we just went through the elections that people are exhausted just, just watching the news and, and hearing everything that comes at you, right? Uh, I just went through such a hard time. I was reading something that, uh, that was really interesting, uh, you know, we all go through things, and some are worse than others. So like the, the one, the hard hat, uh, hat employee reported, you know, on his accident form when he tried to be helpful. And so uh, he goes, when I got to the building, I found that the hurricane had knocked off some bricks around the top. So I rigged up a beam with a pulley uh, at the top of the building and hoisted up a couple barrels, you know, full of bricks. When I had fixed the damaged area, there were a lot of bricks left over. Then I went to the bottom and began releasing the line. Unfortunately, the barrel of bricks was much heavier than I was. And before I knew it, what was happening, before I knew what was happening, the barrel started coming down, jerking me up. I decided to hang on since I was far off uh, the ground, uh, I, and by then I was far off to jump. And halfway up, I met the barrel of bricks coming down fast. I received a hard blow on my shoulder. I then continued to the top, banging my head against the beam and getting my fingers pinched and jumped in the pulley. When the barrel hit the ground hard, it burst its bottom, allowing the bricks to spill out. <laughs> I was not heavier than the barrel. <laughs> That's not good, right? <laughs> so I started down again at a high speed. Halfway down, I landed on the pile of spilled bricks getting severe painful cuts and deep bruises. And at this point, I must have lost my presence of mind because I let go of my grip on the line. The barrel came down fast, giving me another blow on my head and putting me in the hospital. I respectfully, I respectfully request sick leave. Would you feel exhausted at this point? <laughs> I just thought, man, how much can a person endure? <laughs> when I think about 2020, that's what I think about. <laughs> you know, it's just like, man, how much can I get going down, coming back up, getting pulled again, hitting my shoulders, my head? We, we just go through a lot of exhaustion. And some of you, as I'm talking to you tonight, 
You may be exhausted just from, from just taking care of the family. Some of you are just exhausted by the things you deal with from day to day at work with people that don't like you, people that don't like the gospel, people that just hate you because you love Jesus, people that don't like you because you do well at what you do. I mean, isn't that crazy that people get mad at you because you're too good at what you do? So they get upset at you because they want you to be mediocre like they are. And so, and it could be anything, emotional exhaustion from just relationships. We go through that every day. And, 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 and I know this is not the good news, but this is the reality. Even Christians get exhausted. But tonight, I want to talk about just simply for, for a title, Exhausted But Still Pursuing exhausted but still pursuing the purpose of God, exhausted but still pursuing the purpose of God. Let's turn to the book of Judges chapter 8 verse 1 to 5, and I'll just pick a couple of points there that maybe you can take with you tonight. Then the man of Ephraim, that's Judges chapter 8 verse 1 to 5, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Then the man of Ephraim said to Gideon, why have you done this to us? Why did you fail to call us when you went to fight against Midian? And they contended with him violently. But Gideon answered them, Now what have I accomplished compared to you? Are, are not the gleanings of Ephraim better than the grape harvest of Abiazar? God has delivered Oreb and Zeb, the two princes of Midian, into your hand. What was I able to do compared to you when he had said this? And, and when he had said this, their anger against him subsided. Then verse 4, the Bible says, Then Gideon and his 300 men came to the Jordan and crossed it, exhausted but still in pursuit. Exhausted but still in pursuit. So Gideon said to the men of Succoth, Please give me troops Give my troops some bread, for they are exhausted, and I am still pursuing Zeba and Zalmana, the kings of Midian. And I want to stop there. I was reading in the morning, just doing devotions, man, and that word just stuck out to me like a sore thumb, that Gideon and his 300 men came to the Jordan and crossed it exhausted, yet still in pursuit. That we, the idea that you and I can be exhausted but still continue to pursue the will of God. That, that, that right now you may be saying, I, honey, you know what? I am tired. I, I just, I'm exhausted. But yet the Lord still tells us through the scripture that we can feel however we want to feel, but God has given us a mission that must be done. Exhausted and yet in pursuit of the will of God, in pursuit of the purpose of God. And one thought that's very simple that I want to leave, I want to give to you is every one of us, every single one of you is called by God for a specific purpose. We have a specific pursuit. Every single one of us is called by the Lord. God's call to us, listen to this, is very specific, it's very special, and it's, He sets you and I apart for His purpose. 
And the one question I ask myself whenever I read scripture, like I get to chapter 8, so, so the, the theological idea is always, you're told, when you read a chapter, go back to the chapter before and read the chapter after and try to get the idea of what, what that chapter is talking about. And so I ask myself, how did this army get here? Now, Ephraim is complaining about Gideon and the army. The question is, how did they get here? And the idea is, if you think about it, Gideon himself was called out of the caves, out of hiding. Anybody here, anybody here ever been called out of hiding? There's some of you that were witnessed to when you didn't really want to be witnessed to. Some of you, God called you when that's not what you were thinking about. That's not what was at the top of your mind. But God went right where you were hiding and dragged you out. Come on, somebody. Some of you, you know, you didn't want to answer the call of God and God went after you. You know what? When we end up in the house of the Lord, it's not how good we are. It's not because we are smart. It's not because we know how to read the Bible. It's literally the grace of God that reached out to you right where you were hiding. And God pulled you from your cave and brought you up to the surface. So that's why when people get proud and, and, and they're lifted and the Lord places them in position, like even in the church, and people begin to say that, you know, Pastor John doesn't know what he's missing. John and Kathy, they just don't know me. They don't know the gifts I have. They don't know how I equip them. Hey, listen to me. It's not about Pastor John and Kathy. It's about the God that pulled you out of the cave. And that's the attitude that you need to maintain when, when people tell you, oh, you're awesome and you're great. Let, let them know once again, I am just one pulled out of the cave. Uh, come on, can somebody say amen? Every single one of us called very specifically, very purposefully for a dynamic issue. And, and Gideon, although mighty, he was hiding in a cave. As a matter of fact, he took the Lord going to him and saying, hey, hey, mighty man of valor. He was right in the cave. He was threshing wheat on a wine press. That, I mean, you don't want to have wheat in a wine press, but he was, I mean, have you ever done things you are not supposed to do just because you're trying to survive? Uh, that's when you know I am really exhausted. <laughs> you know, just trying to survive through it. And God calls him and brings him out. And then God tells him, I want you to go and defeat the Midianites. Every one of us, we've got some Midianites after us, after what we're trying to do. And I don't know what yours are. I don't know what your Midianite is. Uh, you know, you could be fighting battles with family, people that are different, have differences of opinion politically with you, people that don't see the same theologically, friends that don't have your perspective, things that are coming after your Christian faith. Every single one of us have things that are warring against us that makes us exhausted. There are families here today, I know just like we have in our own, oh, but maybe this is different, but I know families in our church where since the elections, there are people people that have not spoken to each other because they exhausted each other. Uh, there are people that just, the issue of mass, I mean, it's just a mass, but people have been exhausted. They have exhausted each other. They don't want to see each other's face because of the issue of a mass, whether to wear or not to wear. I'm not saying that because either way is spiritual. I'm just saying people take issues and they exhaust each other. Come on, somebody say Amen. I mean, churches, you can talk to pastors today that, that, that ministers that are just exhausted because you never win. The enemy knows how to dial your number. But today, I came to tell every single one of you, you can be exhausted, but still pursue the will of God in your life. 
exhausted but still in pursuit of God's will. Thank you. Because, because you know what? We serve a mighty God. So that's Gideon. He's been relieved from the cave. God has anointed him. God is upon him. And then God tells him, I want you to win this war against the Midianites. And God gives him, he calls people. I mean, there is almost 30,000 people, and God dwindles them down from 30,000 to 300. Now, I mean, if it was I, I would be very upset. Uh, wouldn't you get upset? I mean, when you have a crowd, like, like when you have a crowd, when you're a pastor, you want a crowd. And when God tells you that, oh, you don't need this whole congregation, leave the 30,000 and just have 300 people in your congregation. I don't see myself saying, praise God, I got 300. I mean, that, that's not a growth in the positive direction, right? <laughs> praise God, I went from 30,000 to 300 people. There's a revival happening right here. <laughs> At least that's not the kind of revival I'm looking for. I'm looking to go from 300 to 30,000, right? <laughs> but it's amazing that God always does these things the opposite. It's amazing how he goes from 30,000 to 300. He goes from the strong to the exhausted because at the heart of it, God is not looking to give you glory. God is looking to give himself glory. He's looking to exalt himself. He told him literally in chapter 7 verse 2 that, And the Lord said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many for, for me to give, to, to give uh, the Midianites into your hands. Lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, my own hands has saved me. God's careful about you claiming that your own hands have saved you. Because God wanted to be about his hands. He wants us to be about his anointing, about his glory about what he has done, not what you have done. He, he told, so, so this is the, God handpicks, he selects every single one of you for a purpose. And he selected the people uh, for that reason. And, and this is the interesting thing, that, that, that the Lord says, hey, listen, I want you to do this for me. Every single one of you, you are here. Not by accident, young or old, you are here because God wants you to be a part of this fellowship, to be a part of this church, to, to accomplish something great for God. And not just to be here, but God wants you to be part of the army. Can somebody say amen to that? God wants you to be part of the army. He didn't call you to just come and sit. He called you to come and join that army and be a part of those that will bring a change. Exhausted but still bringing a change. Exhausted but still praying through. It is not how I feel. It is the anointing that God has brought on my life. It is not how I feel. It is what God has spoken into my word. Guys, let me tell you, feelings are really strong, but God's word is stronger than my feelings. My, my, my emotions are powerful, but they're not as powerful as God's word. When God speaks the word, his word is more powerful than anything else. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And, and something else that I find, so, so the, Lord, the Lord says, here we read in, in the first verse, the Bible says, and Ephraim was so mad, so mad at Gideon, 
because he decided to go into battle and he did not ask them. So these are the theories I have. I just want to pass this by you. So God had spoken to them. The Midians were against them. They went into battle. You can begin right from chapter 6, chapter 7. They went in and attacked the Midianites. And how the Lord did it is the Lord literally caused them to turn against each other. And fight that. And that's why he didn't need the 30,000. He could do that with the 300. Right. Yeah. Uh, can somebody say amen? Yeah. Because God knew that while they thought physically, God was going to do something supernaturally. So that's why I could be exhausted, but I can still pursue. Because I know it's not just within my power. It's God's power. Yeah. The prophet Zechariah said, it's not my power. I can hear him if, if he was from the south, he would be saying, For it is not my power, it is not my might, but by my spirit. Oh. Come on, somebody, help me. Come on, help me out somewhere here. Woo! <laughs> if they say, Not my might. Oh. Come on, you got to add some emphasis on top of that, yeah. Not my power. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then I, yeah, 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 it's coming out, it's coming out. It's not my, 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 my spirit. Set the Lord. Because, you know, sometimes you have to get yourself. Sometimes I have to prep myself there. Because, you know, sometimes how I feel when I say that scripture, it's, it's not about power. It's not about mine. It's about the Lord's spirit. <laughs> Can you imagine if you're in the football field and you're trying to encourage footballers like that? Hey, guys, it's not about your power. It's about mine. It's about my spirit, Lord. Who would go out there and play? You see these guys, even if you have little kids, man, they get on the football field and say, come on, guys, hey, 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 hey. Even if they know they're going to lose. Let's prep it up. Not my power, guys. We got this. Hey, by mine, but by my spirit. Somebody say amen. amen. And then everybody, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I don't know. Even if the other football team looks like a giant. But hey, let's get this thing moving. Amen. God is saying, I may feel exhausted, but I can still pursue the will of God. Because it is not how I feel. It is what the Lord says about me. Come on, somebody say amen. It is what the Lord says and promises. And yet, while the Lord handpicks and he specifically talks to us about who we are, it is a reality that we all must understand that we all need help. Somebody say amen. amen. You and I need help. I, I want to throw this thought at you. Ephraim, when, when, when they were mad at, at Gideon, Ephraim was the second son of, of, of Joseph. So when Joseph was in Egypt, he had two sons. One was Manasseh. And Manasseh's name was, the Lord has caused me to forget my problems. He's caused me to forget my pain. But that was not enough. The Lord gave him a second son, his name Ephraim, and he said, for the Lord has doubly blessed me. Because you know what? God is not just in the business of causing you to forget your pain. He wants to also bless and cause you to recover what you have lost. Yeah. And I can tell you with the whole of my heart, everything we have lost in 2020, God is giving us back. Yeah. 
God's giving up. God's giving back to the church. God's giving back to you. God's giving back to his people because God wants you to receive back doubly blessed. Not just one time. That's why I may be exhausted, but moving forward. But Ephraim was so mad and so angry. Because Ephraim, they were a tribe of warriors. They knew how to fight. The question they were asking is, why didn't you tell us you needed people to come help you? This is my theory. The Lord already fought the battle by himself. They got to the Jordan and they're about to cross. And they got there. They did fight some battle. Part of it God had already won. God did not say that they wouldn't need any other help forever. God knew that for that specific battle, they didn't need more than 300 and God did that. But they were to continue to pursue, to continue to fight. And they were about to cross the Jordan. And, and Ephraim is saying, guys, we know how this battle goes. Why didn't you ask for us? And some of you, God has put help along the way, but you don't want to ask for help. And sometimes we do that because of our pride, because of how we want to do things on our own. But God is saying, put down your pride and ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Put down your pride and ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, many, many years ago, well, I was still young, but uh, we went to school in the city, and my brother and I, we, we, so we went to school in the city, and then we got back up country. How many of you know that if you're going to go into a fight, you better have a friend that knows how to fight? You don't want to fight with somebody who's going to bail, you know? And so this, these kids in the village, they were good. What they were good at was wrestling. Now, the, as city boys, we were eating all this light food. So you had to make sure that they don't grab you because they knew. And so my brother, he was tall and he was handsome and he was good. And I would always say, I am not going to the battle without my brother. Because either he was going to fight good or because he was handsome, he was going to destroy somebody. <laughs> either way, hey, hey, either way. I just say, you were going with me. And so we would go together. And man, and so we had, I mean, I had not even gone to training just by watching movies. You know, so I would do some kung fu's, man. And my brother was good at them. I mean, I didn't know half what I was doing. My brother knew what he was doing. He was like, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would coil my hand real good. I mean, like, yeah, ha, ha. You make a whole lot of noise. Yeah, whoo, whoo, whoo. <laughs> Anybody here ever had any scare tactics, you know, when the enemy shows up? Whoo, ka ka choo, ka choo, yay. Whoo, 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 whoo. I think about Kung Fu Panda, right? Yeah. <laughs> And man, my, my, my brother, man, he'd keep them at bay. And sometimes when, when, when I knew the guys were tough, I'd just go behind him and just scream behind him. Hey, hey, kata, yeah, yeah, hoo-ha. Listen to me, guys. If you're going to go to battle, you better invite somebody that knows how to fight. Because each one of us, we've got our Jordans to cross. Every single one of us here, the Bible says that they crossed the Jordan exhausted, exhausted, but still in pursuit of what God had called them for. You may be exhausted this evening, 
But God has called you for a greater purpose. God has called this church, John and Kathy, Alex, and, and, and Cindy. God has called the people, the pastors in here, the workers, the worship leaders. God has called us to win kingmen. We may be exhausted, baby, but we are still crossing to the other side. It doesn't matter what kind of Jordan the enemy brings our way. You and I may be exhausted today, but God has called you to cross over. Exhausted, but still pursuing the purpose and the will of God. Can somebody say amen? amen. Come on, let's give God praise in this place today. <laughs> Father, we thank you. We honor you. We give you glory. God, we magnify you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Just bow down your heads and close your eyes for a minute. Lord Jesus, you are so worthy of all the praise. You are so worthy, God. You're worthy to be praised, worthy to be adored. God, there is nobody else like you. You deserve the praise and you deserve the glory. God, nothing, nothing stands before you. Nothing stands before you. Because you are worthy. You deserve the praise. You deserve the honor. How many of you, every head bowed and every eye closed, you'd say that, you know, I, uh, I feel exhausted. I've gone through some things. I've fought some battles. But I know that my God is faithful. And he is still able to help me cross my Jordans and fight my Midianites. Anybody here today that would say, yes, yes, I know I have felt that. I've felt that. Oh, God is so awesome. I want to ask you if you would rise up on your feet right now. Would you rise up on your feet right now? Amen. Praise Jesus. I want you to raise your hands before the Lord. I just want to say, I just want to say a prayer. If you want to lift up your voice, you want to talk to the Lord, go ahead and do it right now. I don't care how tired you feel. I don't care how exhausted you feel spiritually. The Lord is with you. He's chosen you, called you for a very specific purpose. And nothing, nothing at all is going to stop the will of the Lord happening in your life. So let's pray together tonight. Let's just, let's just agree together. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your power, God. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you that you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly, above and beyond what we're able to think or even imagine. I pray, God, that you would have your way. I pray, Lord, that, that your hand would move powerfully. Your hand would move in an incredible way. Father, in establishing the things you've called us for. God, you are worthy. Worthy of all the praise. God, and I pray that the weak would say, I am strong. That the weak would say, I am strong. God, that those that are exhausted would say, I may feel this way, but I'm not letting go. I'm not giving up because God has called me for a greater purpose. So God, we embrace your call. We embrace your purpose in our lives today. So God, have your way. Spirit of God, flow in the name of Jesus and touch every individual. I pray for the leaders, Father, that they will rally together and saying, for God has given us a purpose and a greater destiny. Exhausted but in pursuit of the will of God because you strengthen those that have no strength. Oh God, we worship you today. We praise you, Spirit of God. 
Speak to our hearts now. Lift our hearts now. Strengthen our hearts now. Speak in a, in a, in a specific way to each and every individual tonight. God, have your way. Come on, let's break out in praise tonight. Let's break out in praise like we mean it. Let's break out in praise like we mean it. God, we worship you. We praise you tonight. We magnify you, oh God. We praise you that you're worthy of all the praise, worthy of all the praise. You deserve the glory and you deserve the honor. Thank you, God, for having your way tonight. Oh God, you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy tonight. You are worthy tonight. You are worthy tonight, oh God. Oh God, I thank you. God, I thank you. I sense in my heart tonight as, as, as we are doing this service, there are people that God is, I, I felt the word of the Lord say that God is turning the page. God is turning a new page. God's turning a new leaf in your life. <clears throat> and, and, and you will walk out of this service tonight and something new is going to begin to happen. Some of you have been exhausted even from lifting the Bible, lifting God's word and just reading. And, and as, I was, as I was praying, I really felt this fresh wave of uh, the, the fresh wave of God's anointing that's going to hit your life in a new way. And you're going to pick up your Bible and the Lord will begin to bring fresh wine into your heart. <clears throat> Come on, somebody, receive that word tonight. Receive that word tonight. There is going to be a new page, a new page, a new page, a new page, a new page tonight. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One of the things, uh, 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 Pastor John, that I wanted to say tonight, in crossing the Jordan, it's amazing because the Jordan is a place of descending. And, and, and yet the river Jordan goes all the way from Galilee into the Dead Sea. And it is easy to flow with the river, go from life to death. It's, it's really easy to do that. If you just flow, if you just flow, if it's, you know, sometimes the river can take you to death. But we need to stand up today, although exhausted, we are not flowing down to death. If God has called us to cross, we are crossing. Can somebody say amen? Because we're going from life to life. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. And if we're going to flow, we're going to flow from death to life, yeah. not from life to death. And I feel for the church in Kingman that God is causing you to flow from death into life, yeah. from exhaustion into power. And that's for this body right here, that God is infusing life, is infusing life tonight, infusing life tonight. Come on, church, can we just give God praise tonight? Can we just give him praise like we mean it? God, we thank you. Father, we praise you. God, we praise you. God, we praise you. God, we praise you. We honor you tonight, God. We magnify. We magnify your name. We worship you, God. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, you are worthy. I just want to close with this word, Pastor John. I know that you and I were talking a little bit today. But when we left each other, I just, I just sensed like there was a season of even greater revelation that God's going to bring to you and Kathy. Uh, you know, all of us as pastors, sometimes we walk a tight walk. But, but uh, there is going to be 
a season here that you're going to hit that God's really going to, um, it's a very unique thing because it seems like a light, a light that God is going to shine in an area, an area that has seemed as though it's sealed. And God is going to open that like a mystery uh, so that there are, there's going to be specific revelations that, that are not just for your family, that are very specific for very specific people in here. And, and, so, and so the word, be open to it and, and wait, wait for it because God is going to do it. It's going to be very unique, very unique messages, very specific messages, very divinely ordained for this body right here. Can somebody say amen? amen. Would you stretch your hands to us, Pastor John? And Kathy tonight. Come on, somebody, lift up your hand and lift up your voice. Lord Jesus, thank you because you are so worthy. You are so specific, God, in what you do, in your calling, God. I just pray, Holy Spirit of God, the wind of the Ruach of the Holy Spirit, I just pray, God, that your word, your word that walks with us, God, from a place of exhaustion to a height of life, pursuing the will in the presence of God and the hand of God. We, we thank you tonight, God. We praise you that you are worthy. Thank you, Father, for that divine revelation yes. and the mystery of God that yes. does the impossible. I thank you, oh God, for opening new avenues, God, new ways and new places. In Jesus' name, fresh oil, new wine. Fresh oil, new wine. Fresh oil, new wine. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you. Come on, let's give him praise one more time. Hallelujah. God, we praise you. God, we praise you. God, we magnify your name that you are worthy tonight. You are worthy of all the praise. Thank you for being here. You deserve to be honored and to be glorified. We may be exhausted, God, but we are still crossing in pursuit of your will because that's your purpose for us. So thank you. Thank you for new life. Thank you for this church, for your ordained will for them, for what you have established no man can tamper with. God bless this congregation. Let them catch the new fire the new revival that you're rolling out, the new revival that you're rolling out. God, let them flow with it. In Jesus' name, <clears throat> amen and amen. Come on, somebody, amen. <clears throat> amen. <clears throat> Praise God. I, I just, I want to thank all of you, Pastor John and Kathy. Thank you so much for the opportunity. We love you guys. So once again, not just... Uh, Jane and myself, but our church up in Flagstaff, Presence Community Church, so thankful for this congregation because you are not just lovers of Jesus. You are lovers of God's people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Listen to me. Have a wonderful week. Exhausted, but in pursuit of God's will. Come on, somebody. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. God bless you. Thank you for coming tonight.
Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.